Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome, Akaville listeners. This is Rachel, and I am so thrilled to be bringing to you today Sean Pierce and Meg Leonard from the Ak Alumni Project. They have a new song release and video um, for "Let Me Lo- uh, Let You Love Me" by Rita Ora. And um, I just want to say, first off, just welcome to Sean and Meg. How are you guys doing? Very good. <laughs> awesome. So, I guess I'd like to start with how you guys came to choose this particular song to do. Well, we kind of got a mandate at the end of last year that the group wanted to do more modern music. And that's, I'm almost 50. And there's this, there's this whole thing about people in their 40s and 50s that are kind of get off my lawn about about music about music that's pop music but i got a 16 year old daughter that's going to be set that just turned 17 recently and i got a son that's 13 so i gotta stay on top of current music because i want to know what my kids are listening to yeah and i take a good listen at stuff and some of it is not my favorite but some of it isn't bad either. Yeah. And I take a listen to some of this stuff, and I also take a listen to some of the things that the group members send me, and a few of the songs kind of really caught my ear. And Let You Love Me by Rita Ora was one of them. And I arrange by what grabs my heart and what grabs my ear. And this is one of the songs that really caught my attention and just was a really easy arrange for me so this is one of the songs that this is one of the songs that was just fairly easy for me to get in my head out my brain and on and onto the page nice and when you presented that to the group what did they think what did the folks you know, how did they respond to first off the the choice of song and then your arrangement of it well, they were happy to have something within the last five years to sing, and we didn't have a whole we didn't have we didn't have a problem getting people to sign up for it. That's awesome. So, so do you feel like because it was something more contemporary that it it spoke to the group? I wouldn't conjecture that. I I, I don't want to I don't want to say that one way or the other because I don't really. Know per se what speaks to one person or to the other. We have some people in the group that will sing whatever, whatever we put in front of them, just because they enjoy singing. And then we definitely have some people that aren't as into the modern songs and are more into the '80s and '90s that they grew up with. Yeah. So it just it just depends on it. A lot of it depends on the, on the song on the song that's presented, and that's fine. Our whole thing is. You sing when you feel like singing, or you sing when you have the time to sing. Yeah, that's that's our that's our whole model. That's how we that's how we set up to be. And we have some people that come in for every song that we do, and we have some people that come in for maybe one song a year. Yeah. 
Well, maybe so, now is a good time for people who aren't familiar with the structure of the AK Alumni Project to talk a little bit about that, because that's not a very typical structure of a group to have people come in and and um, and fade in and out of, of participation. Can you talk a little bit about, for the people unfamiliar, the structure of AK Alumni Project? Maybe you want a piece of that? Sure. Well, I mean, it's sort of the nature of our group being online and remote. Um, every The whole premise of it is that we provide a group for people who might not otherwise have a voice or to have an opportunity to sing. And so we sort of have to be flexible by nature. We obviously can't have live rehearsals and we record in our own homes. So having people come and sing with us on a project when they have time and then take a break when they don't is something that has been part of our structure from day one. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I guess I want to bring it back maybe a little bit to let you love me. And um, in terms of um, the process that you guys use to um, to lay down tracks and to get that stuff recorded, can you talk a little bit about how it went for for this particular tune and if that's different than how it goes for most of your tunes? Well, every time we do a new project, we refine the process a little bit. It's... You have to, this didn't exist. None of this process existed when we first came, came came together. And the first time we tried a project, it was very different, and it was not unlike a train wreck. <laughs> um, and, we, sorry, go ahead. But we kind of, but after a lot of trial and a lot of error, um, we finally came up with what we call the phase system and we started getting getting results that were good enough to be able to do to pull together releases and each release we come out with now we get a little better the results are a little easier for our engineers to make to make good product with and the and more importantly the singers know a little bit more each time of how to make the product easier for the engineers to make good music from yeah and so in this particular case how did you break down the the parts and how did you ultimately sort of assign the singers i i i know that people sort of volunteer for particular um parts but um but i know that there's some discretion in there from the person who's running the project how does that work? Well, everyone who come, everyone who comes in identifies a vocal range, um, but more often than not, they will put a part that they would prefer to sing. And I try my best to give people first first choice. Yeah. Um, Meg, for example, has the ability to sing soprano two all the way down to baritone. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. a heck of a range, Meg. <laughs> well, it's like the one thing I'm good at, but um, that is having a range, not singing the notes. But anywho, um, I was just glad this time you, you let me sing soprano too. So I'm like, yay, I'm not in the bass pit. This is great. <laughs> and She's a legit tenor. She's, okay. Don't worry for you. She is a legitimate tenor. She she coined the term lady tenors. <laughs> we have more than one. <laughs> That's awesome. And in, and in fact, we have at least... And this particular song, we kind of went in reverse. Mm. We actually have male altos on this song. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Which is rare, but... <laughs> 
Normally, it's the women we have singing tenor, but yeah, we've got some guys with crazy range too. And mm-hmm. I'm not—I can't remember if I actually coined lady tenor or if that was one of the other lady tenors. But um, some people have said that it sounds like a product for women, you know, lady tenor for their special days. But you know, we, um, we all have many. I, I can. <laughs> John, you can laugh. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Meg, what's your experience like with this tune? What can you talk a little bit about, like your relationship to it, and how you felt doing your portion of it? Me? Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I loved it. I Sean's arrangements are always amazing, and no matter what background part you're doing, he manages to make it fun to sing, which is something I really appreciate. And so I enjoyed it. The soprano two part was fun. It was different for me to sing that instead of, you know, down in the basement, like I said. And um, it was just really great. Um, You ask about the process. I actually think Let You Love Me went really smoothly start to finish. Um, I... I think we finally hit our groove, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And Sean, I know that you did um, some VP on this tune. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what your experience doing VP for Let You Love Me was like for you? Well, it's a lot different than when I did it in college. Um, I, was in, I was in a car accident 10 years ago that ended up doing some significant damage to my lungs to the point where it's hard for me to maintain breast support anymore. So I kind of I rely a lot on studio trickery to do what I do in to do what I do in the recordings that I do. So spit tracks are kind of hard for me. But if it's studio work, I can still do enough of a little bit here and a little bit there to do to do my kick samples and snare samples and this and that to cobble together percussion tracks enough so that I can actually be a part of these recordings. Yeah, that's huge. Which is something that I can't do live anymore, mm-hmm. which makes what I do, this project itself, um, the, the one unique way that I can participate vocally and not the palette anymore. That's, that's I, I talked at length with John Lampus several months ago about this. Yeah. Uh, so I won't go into it deep before, but there's, there are a lot of aspects about ALP that allow me to participate in acapella that I wouldn't be able to do anymore without it. So That must be so meaningful for you to have that outlet. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot about Let You Love Me, and why don't we let you all, listeners, love it. Uh, here is that tune, Let You Love Me, as done by the Alumni Project, originally done by Rita Ora. And uh, we're going to be taking a short break, but we'll be hearing this tune on the way out again. That is Let You Love Me, and the soloist is the incredible Chris Solario. Here they are. Hold up, hold up past me. We don't have a license to air music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview in its entirety, including all the amazing music that's involved, please go to our website, akaville.org, and subscribe. Now back to your regularly scheduled interview.
And we are back with both Sean and Meg from the Ock Alumni Project. You just heard them do their version of Let You Love Me by Rita Ora. And what a fantastic job, guys. That was really wonderful. Thank you very much. I had a lot of fun with that mix. Excellent. So I wanted to shift gears a little bit because one of the things that the Ock Alumni Project does that's kind of different than what most groups do is in conjunction with the release of a song, there's also the release of a video, which is kind of a big deal. So um, I know that Meg is the videographer, the person behind the video. So I wanted to ask a little bit about how you came up with the idea for the video you guys did for Let You Love Me. Um, well, this one was pretty straightforward. Um, Sean, as the project manager, said that he wanted a high school story centered around prom. And so I just wanted to tell a fun prom story, um, feature the soloist and the two women who sang harmony, Jen Cannon and Taryn Johnson, and just um, hopefully come up with a video that would fit the song and work for everybody. Yeah. I thought it was really neat sort of the um so it was a little bit of a um emotional roller coaster a bit for the characters that go through this because they it, it seemed anyway that they had a, a a little bit of uncertainty at least about their prom dates and like you know some some of the um some of the difficulties that people have with relationships in high school. Um can you talk a yeah. little bit about about that part? <laughs> Well, actually, I have no relevant experience. I didn't go to high school, but um, <laughs> I just did the best I could. I think everyone suffers from self-doubt from time to time. And so I just wanted to touch on that and hopefully come up with something relatable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as someone who did not go to her high school prom, I could relate very much to the fear of not being asked, which I felt was really well represented in the in the video that you guys did. By the Thank way, you. Meg's not kidding. She she didn't mean she didn't go to her high school prom. She did not go to high school. She <laughs> went to a very she had, she went to a very to a college that had a special program. She went to college at age fourteen. Yeah, after eighth grade, wow. which is fortunate because that ended up being how I got into acapella and how Sean and I met many years ago. So. And you see, I was in the group at the t- at the time. I was in the group. I had been past college, and I was singing in the group when I was tw- when I was about twenty seven years old. Mm. She was fifteen at the time, wow. and we had struck up a conversation out on the patio, and very large alarm bells went up in our group members' mind, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just well, talking. Well, I mean, nothing. nothing Maybe you were just talking. I had a huge crush on you, but when the truth comes out. (laughs) Oh, I mean, this is no secret in ALP or otherwise. (laughs) So, the the land speed record that one of her group members and one of my group members ran out to separate the two of us to make sure that each one that each one knew what statutory laws were in Pennsylvania. I bet there were some uh, <laughs> some records broken in that in that regard. Uh, no. no, 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 no. I mean speed records, speed records. Uh, yes, okay. Whew. I was gonna say um, no laws were broken. No, no, no laws were broken. No laws were broken. Just the land speed records that they ran out to separate yes. the two of us. <laughs> 
Well, you speak a little bit about history, and I wanted to touch a little bit on the ALP history with Acaville, since there's been, Acaville's been around for, oh gosh, I want to say coming up on seven years, lucky number seven. Um, and I know that AC Alumni Project has had some, uh, some, uh, mixing, I guess, or some, some touchstone points with Acaville. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story. We, through another story, ended up with alpacas as our mascots for ALP. Um, it occurred to us one day that if you take the letters ALP plus ACA, you end up with alpaca. And so we found these two stuffed alpacas on Amazon and we've since bought several sets and their names are Boots and Cats. And they, of course they are. Of course they are. What a disclosure. You could hear my eye roll at this idea from Ohio, <laughs> but it's kind of grown on me over time. Nevertheless, I persevered and... <laughs> Well played, Meg. Well played. There was a manifesto, like literally there was a manifesto <laughs> about why we should have alpacas as our mascots and it got enough support. <clears throat> Email it to so, her. She'll like it. <laughs> I, okay. But um, so stuffed animals as mascots just wasn't enough. Um, so I decided that Boots and Cats should have their own Twitter account. And it was really fun because it enabled me to like shamelessly self-promote ALP in the early days of the group. Because, you know, it would be one thing and kind of off-putting if members were like shilling it that hard and annoyingly <laughs> jumping into other people's Twitter threads and things, but you know, stuffed alpacas written by an anonymous source, I was free to just do whatever. And it was actually really freeing because sort of hiding behind the alpacas let me be way more social than I typically would. Yeah. So um, they started following all these different groups and ACA organizations and um, started tweeting I don't even remember, like just sort of replying to Acaville stuff and um, Acaville followed them back, which was like one of the happiest moments of my life. And, uh, <laughs> but it's been, and then it was so funny. Um, one time I happened to screenshot Boots and Cats listening to Acaville in front of my computer monitor and they happened to be listening to Blue Jupiter, this group that, you know, I also love, but it was just coincidence. But then Acaville like retweeted it and um, had the tag at symbol, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't really use Twitter, but the alpacas do. <laughs> but anyway, so they tagged Blue Jupiter, who then liked it and sort of also struck up a relationship with the alpacas. And so it's been like this just total small world of very strange alpaca connections. Deke Sharon one time sent a reply to them, and I actually have a screenshot of that saved on my computer. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> well, and it's funny because um, I personally do not I, – I am not in charge of the Acaville Twitter handle. That is Aaron Director. For those of you in in the know, uh, Aaron is the founder of Acaville, and he is also the uh, owner and main uh, writer of our Twitter handle. So all of those awful groanable puns, you can blame on, blame no. on Aaron. <laughs> oh, see, no, I want to get to know Aaron, like now that I'm out of the alpaca closet, because like punning back and forth with the Acaville Twitter and some of the exchanges the alpacas had 
with the Ockerville Twitter, which now I know is Aaron, were like just so much fun. And I remember thinking to myself, I wish I didn't have to hide behind the alpacas because whoever writes this, I suspect I would like them a lot. Yeah. So, Definitely you know. would. <laughs> he is very clever and as evidenced by those those puns. I think that um, he doesn't- The puns are amazing. Like, yeah. And every once in a while, um, I I- take over the, the Twitter handle for very, very limited periods of time. And I aspire to <laughs> to reach Aaron level of punnability because it is just not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that uh, I'm, I'm very glad that, uh, that that gave you joy and that that was yeah. something that um, sort of, I don't know, made some of this collaboration possible. Well, it was so... It was super cool because after we started talking back and forth with Aquaville a little bit, that gave us the idea, hey, you know, we should really submit our music to these guys. And then you guys interviewed Sean, which was this wonderful interview earlier this year. Was it earlier this year? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, then we decided when we were doing our video Valentine's promotion to um, feature the Ockerville staff just for fun and to say thanks for playing our stuff. And <laughs> so it's funny. You were actually in that video, Rachel. <laughs> which is so Very funny fun. to me. Which I, So I had to like look through and try and figure out which one is me because ALP actually has quite a lot of brown, curly-haired women. Um, yes. <laughs> So I'm like, which one is me? <laughs> we're we're more um, prevalent than you might think. I guess. Absolutely. And and it's funny you talk about the connection and how everything works and how everything tends to run full circle, because one of the things that we've talked about for a long time is that one of the one of the core things that we started with is for the Oak Alumni Project to be a home for people who used to be in acapella groups and didn't anymore. We've talked for a long time about the possibility of branching out for people who sang but never got the chance to do contemporary acapella. And we haven't branched that yet because we weren't sure how that would work out. But then we had somebody come to us that didn't have that prior acapella experience. And we decided to give that person a shot as part of a, as, as a, as a tryout to kind of see how that would kind of work out. And sort of a guinea pig. It kind of happened to be you. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> <Or the> alert. <laughs> so it's all kind of sort of come full circle because you are our first person to come into ALP without pre previous contemporary acapella singing experience, and you have worked out amazingly. Oh, thank you. And you are, and now the circle is now complete in terms of the relationship between Acaville and the Auth Alumni Project. Yeah, it, it was. So for uh, for those listeners who don't know, who I haven't spoken to personally, um, uh, one of my, so a little bit about my background is that I, um, I've i been a huge acapella fan forever and ever, but, um, and people chide me on this when I tell them, but I've never had, uh, I never had the guts to join a group. I, I love to sing, um, but I never thought that I could be good enough. And um, this experience with Acaville and has given me some some courage to try. And I did that through reaching out to the Ock Alumni Project to see if 
you guys would be willing to take me on and and give me a little bit of uh, uh, pointers on some of the terminology and the sort of structure and how things work. And it's been such an amazing experience for me. So I'm I'm so grateful and I'm really excited about it. Thank you. We're well, always we're really glad to have you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not just the we we don't just look for the talent; we look for the type of people. Yeah, and we're exactly the type of person that our group needs to have. Yeah, even and, if I don't have the talent. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say. <laughs> you're you're hilarious. Let me tell you. Oh, you may not have the puns, but you're still very funny. Uh-huh. Let me assure. Well, um, what I want to do uh, to wrap up our time together as we come to a close and bring it back to Let You Love Me, um, I, I wanted to just say, uh, first off, thank you guys so much for your time in 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 g- don't, giving your time so generously to us to talk about it and your time also in all the work that you do to help make this massive idea come together. I, it's really impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for thank you for having us. And if you want to catch the video or not miss any any other release that we do, subscribe to us at youtube.com slash alumni project or become a fan of us on Facebook at alumni Project. That's a great way to end it. Thank you so much to Sean and Meg of the Alumni Project and congratulations on the release of Let You Love Me. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio, with special shout-out to Sam Baker for audio assistance. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video, only at acaville.org.